Hello and welcome to episode 209 of the Codex Prime podcast for Tuesday, June 30th, 2020. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and as always, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back uh, once again. Um, we we missed last week. Uh, we took a took a short break, but we are back at it once again in the mix, uh, doing it live, keeping keeping up with all the nerd goodness and magic and wonderfulness that's out there in the world. Uh, we got some people trickling in in the chat. Well, hopefully um, that'll happen soon. Um, yeah, Carl, uh, how 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 things been in your world? Been all right. Can't complain. I'm a little tired today because, you know, last night was my overnights. Mm. So, yeah, I yeah, know. I'm still crazy for doing that. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, since that promotion, I mean, don't you not have to worry about overnights anymore? Or is that something you just do? I like it because with both jobs, I do get paid bi-weekly, mm. but they're on opposite weeks. Ah, Okay. So I'm getting, so I've been getting a check every week. Okay. So just one's just better than the other. Oh, nice, nice. Get that steady revenue stream going. That yeah. and that's that's exactly what it is, and it's helpful a lot. Mm. Oh, oh, for sure. You know, especially in these days and times, more than ever. You know, surprisingly, I am actually saving a lot more. Oh, really? And I don't know how and why. It's strange to me. Hmm. Hey, I mean that's that's a that's a really good sign. Saving money and you know having that to pay off bills and whatnot. Hey, it's fiscal responsibility. But you know, you know what it is is like you know I'm working during this, so I get that extra I get that extra boost. Mm-hmm. And then since I'm not like at restaurants, yeah, as often. Yep. Like even though they are like starting to open up little by little. But, like, since I'm not there as, as often or going out to the bars and stuff, like, on the weekends like I usually do, mm-hmm. it's, it's helped out a lot. Yeah. Like, I know for me, like, since the since the lockdown started back in mid-March, like, I haven't been to a restaurant or eaten out since then. Like, I've just been strictly groceries, home cooking. And, I, and I've saved saved quite a bit, too. So, yeah, I feel you there. Um, I, yeah, I know. I know. For no, I've eaten. I've eaten lots of takeout. I'm just. I have. Yeah. That's why I'm so surprised that I'm still spending money. That I'm still <laughs> like saving money. Yeah, yeah. I I can't bring myself to eat takeout. Like I I I know it's it, it's safe enough to do so probably, but I'm just too paranoid. It's like if it's if it's not food that I don't personally prepare myself, I don't eat it. It's it's just that's just me. So, you wouldn't order a pineapple pizza? No, I would not. I'd have to make it myself. I'd have to get the ingredients, and I gotta make it myself. Uh, it'll probably taste even worse. I don't, it'll, it'll taste delectable as fuck, man. Come on now. Yep. See, I could put. See, the way I would make pineapple pizza, I would I would season it real good with some um, smoked paprika. Some garlic powder, a little bit of basil, you know, make, make, get it get it all mixed in, and make make let, let all the flavors of the ham, the savoriness of the ham and the sweetness of the pineapple and the gooey cheese and the tomato sauce, let them all get to know each other intimately in a nice orgy of flavors, 
The El Gato. You didn't need to use that. You did not need to use that. You know, every nook and cranny, every crevice, you know, you know, hey, what's what's this? I haven't seen this before. Get, get your finger out of there. Hey, it's it's a wonderful time. Are we talking about did pizza? Did you watch Sausage Party recently? <laughs> you know, I haven't, I've only seen that movie once in the theater and never again. I was like... I understand. It, it's, everything was cool until the end. <laughs> you know, it, it's so... It, it was, it was so funny because it's like they got away with an X-rated, a completely X-rated scene, but because they're all anthropomorphic foods, they got away with it yeah. just fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sausage Party. What, what what a movie. And plus, like when you when you peel back the layers of Sausage Party, the, the the premise doesn't make any sense because it's like when you look at certain foods that are you know that require other foods to to be whole like a pizza it's like well okay if, if, if each piece of food is sentient then wouldn't that make a pizza technically a zombie because you got like like you, you got to cut up the cheese and you gotta, you gotta cut up the, the pepperoni weren't the, weren't the cheese and the pepperoni sentient beings themselves and you got them piece you got pieces of their corpses on this one live being the pizza so is the pizza undead See, when you think about it, it just falls apart when you when you go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's why you don't go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta... Sometimes you gotta, you know, turn your brain off, I suppose, but, you know... You do. <laughs> you do. And that is one way you definitely have to. <laughs> but, but, but all that talk's actually making me kind of hungry when, when you think about it. I actually just ate it. For once, I actually ate before the podcast, so I'm actually yeah. okay. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like uh, I'll probably have some some organic uh blue corn uh, tortilla chips with some hummus from Trader Joe's, you know. I don't I, I don't eat hummus. Hummus is good. It's good. Nope. I, I don't do chi- I don't do chickpeas. Oh man, I I I, lo- I love chickpeas, man. The garbanzo beans, season them up real good, put them in the oven with some olive oil. What? No, oh, but I great. Okay, so every time I actually do eat um, chickpeas is when somebody's making kachupa. Hmm, kachupa's good. That's amazing. Yeah, I haven't had that in many years though. It's been a while since I had it. I think when was the last time? I think like last Fourth of July. Damn, almost a year. Hmm. Wow. That's great. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, man. Um, food. Oh, oh. Yeah, speaking of food and Trader Joe's, I was so happy to uh, be there. I was there last week, and I was so happy to see the return of their caramel uh, and cheddar popcorn. That uh, doesn't make sense. Uh, uh, tr- trust me, it makes all the sense in the world. Y- y- you know what? Hang on. Not... Hang on a second. Hang on. A second. I'll be right back. Hang on a second. You really grab it. I, you, did you really just get up just to grab a bag? Of that cheddar with cheddar caramel, caramel cheddar, popcorn. You really left me on. Yo, I-, I want you to take a look at this, okay? Okay, okay. Caramel cheddar popcorn mix from Trader Joe's. Look, okay. It is not low budget, yo, son, fam. Let me tell you, this right here is the business. I'm talking like the the. The the sa- the sweetness of the caramel and the savoriness yep. of the of the of the of the cheddar popcorn it's really good it's a really good blend it, they go so well together it's like it's like peanut butter and chocolate okay it's it's, just, it's almost as good as peanut butter and chocolate 
I'm telling you, yo, give this a shot, and you tell me what's what. Trader Joe's Caramel Cheddar Popcorn Mix, Victor Omoyo approved. As a matter of fact, Huskies, Husky, I know you watching. Is that Trader Joe's popping up? I'm just curious. There, there should be if there isn't, if there isn't one. Cause right. and, and now is that the blood orange? The, what was it blood orange soda? Oh yeah, the blood orange soda. Um, yeah, they had that, but I haven't. I didn't buy. It. I didn't pick that up this week. Oh, I thought that was what you, um, what you was opening. Oh no, um, that was the caramel cheddar popcorn mix. But my my god, this, this this is like. I mean, I I, I want to read this. Old fashioned caramel popcorn mixed. With, mixed up with cheddar cheese popcorn to create the perfect mix of salty and sweet. Oh my gosh, like... So I mean, it's basically like, you know how, like, when you want to give somebody those extra cheap Christmas gifts, so you buy them big-ass tin cans of popcorn? <laughs> this would be a great... They come, in th- they come in three separate flavors. flavors. Mm-hmm. Cheddar, caramel... And stale butter. Stale butter. How dare you? <laughs> that's exactly what it tastes. That's exactly what it tastes like. Well, no, well, you can't compare that to to the glory of this, okay? Well, let me get let me get there. Let me get there. Husky says there is one. There is one in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes when you're eating some, sometimes the cheddar, the cheddar um, popcorn gets in with the cinnamon, and you just kind of, not cinnamon, the caramel, so you just kind of grab it, and mm-hmm. you eat it together. Yeah. Not thinking, is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay, I guess it's ain't bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good, man. I mean, yeah, 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 trust, trust me, keep an open mind. If you go to Trader Joe's in Warwick, uh, pick up a bag if they have one, and trust me, man, it'll, you'll be like, wow, this is actually pretty good. I live at the top of the damn state. I ain't got no business going to Warwick anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's that's a disadvantage. Um, would, would there be a Trader Joe's nearby where you're at? Like, at least in Massachusetts? Uh, I think the closest one... Actually, no, I think Warwick is the closest one. Uh I think, yeah, because I was thinking, I thought it was, I was thinking in the Smithfield Commons, but it was actually, it's actually uh, Dave's Marketplace. Uh, yeah, Dave's Marketplace is good. Yeah. Yeah, I tried it before. I tried their pizza before. Pizza's good. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't eat now, but, you know, it's, it's fine. I mean, I will say that their Dave's Marketplace, uh, their, pine, their Hawaiian pizza. That's the business. Yo, no, no, no. It's not awful. Like I said, it, when they have the, the bacon bits with the ham and the cheese, like the feta cheese, and the, it's like a, it's like a white pizza. Home run. No, it's not. Home run. It's, it's like not a enough. home run touchdown. It's uh, it's the AEW World Championship. It, it's, it's all that. No, it's not. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, um, as I'm sitting here waxing poetic over the goodness of Trader Joe's food, awful. Trader Joe's is not awful, dude. Have you been to Trader Joe's? No, I have never. No, I have never been to Trader Joe's. You're just talking. You were talking about what I. 
Yo, Trader Joe's has some has legitimate. That's that's the that's the one place I go to, uh, for for all my grocery shopping. Like Trader Joe's has like the best food, the best snacks, the best everything really. Um, Stop and Shop, Stop and Shop is just less than. Like when when you when you when you when you experience the goodness of Trader Joe's, it's like. And you, and you try to go back to Stop and Shop, it's like going it's like going back from Blu-ray to VHS in a way. Or, or like or like the first generation DVDs at least it's just not good it's like when you experience good quality why go back to the letterbox to discs from 97 what's the point well, maybe, I mean I mean the closest thing from what you're describing Trader Joe's is we're really having a conversation of this by the way we are old as fuck but uh <laughs> market basket Mm-hmm. And then I go to like, and then I go to Stop and Shop. You know, have I been to Market Basket? I don't think I've ever been to Market Basket actually. Oh, it's nice, but I will say this. Uh, I mean, it's nice, but mm. Stop and Shop is down the street, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I just don't care. Yeah. Like I, people have these fights over Walmart versus Target. I'm like, honestly, Walmart's just Target painting. Painted in blue, Target is just Walmart painted in red. Not if they true. got what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. then I'll buy it from wherever. I just don't care. I mean, well, I, well, I have to, I have to uh, give you a slight correction. You can w- Target is not a, a red reskin of Walmart. Okay, there's a reason. No, no, it isn't. No, there's a reason why there's a People of Walmart website, but there's no People oh, of Target. Know. That, but I just kind of don't care. <laughs> like I, if they have what I'm looking for, if it's close, then I'll, I will go to Walmart. I will go to Target. If I'm near a Target and I need like a, I need whatever, I will stop at that Target and get it. Or I'll go by the Walmart near my house. I'm, I'm in that Walmart at least once a week. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's close. I don't care. I mean, I mean Walmart's kind of a petri dish. I mean, well, it's, it was a petri dish before the pandemic, but, but you know, I mean, I mean, I, I will say that Target is Walmart with ethics, but, but that's, but that's just neither here nor there. I uh, kind of just don't. <laughs> if I, they, if they have what I'm looking for. I will buy it from wherever. Yeah, yeah, for me, nah. Nah. But, but you know, that's that's where we defer. Yeah. Uh, well, now here's something I've been, that my girl actually wanted me to tell you. Sure. She started watching a Victor Amoyo as re- show. A Victor Amoyo recommendation. Okay. A show. A TV show. A TV film? TV show. TV show. Okay, gotcha. I'll give you three guesses. The Wire. She's been watching that, so but that's not the one that she wanted to tell me. Okay. Um. <clears throat> gosh. Breaking Bad. Nope. One more. Hmm. Uh. True Detective? Nope. She started watching Pose. 
Yay! Yes! Pose! Okay, okay, okay. I'm showing her that. I'm showing her that. I'm showing her your reaction. The second this goes on, by the way. Listen, Pose is that show. And yo, what, what does she think of it so far? Like, how far is she in the, in the show? Do you know? Because I know she, I think, because it's only been, what, two, three seasons? Uh, just two. She's probably done with it. Okay. All right. Because, man, she works, from, she works from home, so she has it on while she's here, you know, while she's here. Okay. So she probably, she probably finished it. Hey, hey, if that's so good on her, because that's an excellent um, show. That, I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm sitting there watching, like... I went downstairs. I went downstairs. She had it on, and I saw. I forget his name. It was like Billy, not Billy, Billy Porter. Oh, Billy. Billy Porter. And I'm thinking that she was watching American Horror Story because she she's a fan of that show as well. Mm-hmm. And then one scene, and then I end up seeing um, Evan Peters, one who plays Quicksilver in the X Men movies, and he um and he did Never Back Down. Yeah. So I'm like. He's also in American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is probably American Horror Story. And then next thing you know, it's like, he's about to have, I think he's about to have sex, and Janet Jackson's Let's Wait a While com- comes on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, maybe this is American Horror Story 1984. Mm-hmm. And then once I got, once it got to like, and then she just said, no, then she just asked, you're going to tell Victor I'm watching this show? I'm like, what's this? And then that's when I saw, like, all the Vulcan and stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, this is Pose. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, po- Pose is that show. Uh, uh, I, I will say this. Okay, it's two seasons. Yep. Has Patty LaBelle made a, co- made a cameo? No. Okay, it's set in the 80s, right? Um. Well, late 80s, and then it goes, moves to, like, the early 90s in the second season. Okay. Has Patty LaBelle made a cameo? No. That show ain't shit. What you Have saying? they ever played You Make Me Feel Mighty Real by Sylvester? Not that I know of. Oh, you don't know the song? No. I say, without them two things, that show ain't shit. Patty LaBelle was, like, an icon in the gay community back in the 80s. Like she was like the Lady Gaga back then. Mm-hmm. So you're you're gonna write off a whole show because it doesn't have one song by Patti LaBelle? That's fucking stupid, Carl. Not one song. If she made a cameo. If she like even even if she, well if if she made a cameo, I would have noticed, off, wait, 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 but she didn't. Off, but you're gonna but you're gonna write a whole show. Over one season. Uh, say again. You wrote off you wrote off uh, Game of Thrones only one after uh, only one season. I watched the whole show, eight seasons. And that's what, and you, yeah, but you discredit the entire show because that's that's uh, that's apples to oranges, Carl. You're you're making an intellectually dishonest comparison. How dare you? First you're of gonna all, you're I'm gonna, gonna you're gonna write off a you're gonna write off a show. You're gonna write off Pose, a show that you haven't seen because it doesn't have a cameo by Patti Labelle. It's a joke. Relax, relax. Dark place, dark place. Yeah, with you sometimes I can't. Life. With you sometimes it's hard to tell. It's. Um, I must be that good of an actor comedian. It was literally just a joke, but right. I'm just saying, like, it would be cool if she made a cameo in that 
because she was such a big icon in the LGBT community back in the day. Mm-hmm. Simple joke, relax. Okay, all right. Relax, but yeah, she told me to tell you that she wanted, she started watching this, and she wanted me to tell you, she wanted me to tell her your reaction, mm-hmm. and it did not disappoint. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad, Sorry, well, th- does she like the show? Yeah, she finished. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure she finished. Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad because that, like I said, it's an excellent show. Um, I know that they were, they were filming season three before the, before the outbreak. So I know that season three is still planned for September 2021. Uh, so we still have a ways to go for that. Um, I'm very curious how like a lot of these shows are gonna like. I think I'm pretty sure like a lot of them are just delayed because of this whole thing. Yeah, I know that. I know a lot of. A lot of productions have been on hold. I know, I know I've read that the Oscars that they're they've actually extended their deadline to February 28th of next year, so it's going to be 2020 and 2021 films. So there are there's someone who's going to be in April 2021. Um, I know that, but I know movie theaters are trying to reopen. Uh, yeah, good luck with that. I know Christopher Nolan, he's pushing hard for his latest movie Tenet to come out. I know it's been delayed. What? Which looks very good. It looks very good, and I and I will watch it when it comes out on Blu-ray because I'm not going to the theater to see it. You know why? Because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And you know what? I will say this: like people, there are there are there are a good number of people out there who are acting as if that they're bored, that they just got bored with COVID-19, and be like, you know what? I'm bored with this. I want to go back to normal life. You want to go to a theater, a movie theater, a, a place that has recycled air with people that don't know how to act. In a movie theater as it is, they're gonna put their feet, their dirty ass feet, their shoes on, on the backs of, of the seat in front of them, and reportedly you you can get coronavirus from all the grind from underneath your shoes. People are gonna be talking in, in the theater. They're gonna take their masks off. It, it's it's it, you going to a movie theater at this time. It's not smart. It's just not smart. I don't care which way, whichever way you look at it. It's not smart. And for Christopher Nolan, I know he's in a rock and a hard place because you know. Him and Warner Brothers, they have all this money in production and marketing, and he's got to put the movie out, and he wants to, you know, make profit. But at the same time, you know, it, it's like just just take the L. So many studios have already taken the L as it is, and I know, and I, and I know Christopher Nolan's all about oh, the the the, the movie theater experience is, is is pure, and we got to preserve it. And I agree, but not at the expense of people's lives. And I'm sorry, but Tenant 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 can go straight to. Straight to a streaming service, um, and 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 we'd be fine with that. I mean, it can go straight to Blu-ray, and I'd be fine with that. But I'm not going to a theater to see to see you know John David Washington, the first black protagonist in a Christopher Nolan film, and and and, and, and yeah, that is true. And and also the 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 acting god that is Robert Pattinson together in a movie. I'm not risking. My, I'm I'm not risking my life. To see the dynamic duo on screen in a movie theater, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. When a movie comes out on Blu-ray, I will buy a copy, but I am not going to the theater to see Tenant. I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. Just take the L and get all yeah. your revenue from Blu-ray sales. Uh, yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I'm, nah, I don't disagree at all. But it's been a while since I've been in the movie theaters. Anyway, it's just like I understand why people are going crazy, are in such a rush to leave because. Cabin fever is a real thing. It is. 
that's ba- that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just my thing is just be because I even I had it for a little bit. Even though I have like you know a whole bunch of hobbies and stuff. Like I still, I was always a person who just loved to go out, loved to like be out, love getting fresh air and stuff. So I mean, but just be responsible, mm-hmm. be safe. I I don't go anywhere without my mask. Same here. Like, I mean, forgetting by, I will say this: forgetting your mask is the new. Oh my! Oh shit! I forgot my keys. <laughs> It is. <laughs> wallet for oh shit, my mask. Yeah. Almost every day. Yeah, yeah. There've been times where like I'm almost at, I'm at the door and I'm like oh shit, I gotta go back up the stairs, I gotta get my mask. Has there been a point where you was in the key, you was in the car around the corner and realized it? Um, no, it, it close. Like when I was pulling out the driveway, I'm like oh shit, so I had to like. Like pull off to the side, to the sidewalk, and run it, run into my driveway up the stairs to get the mask and come back out. It was annoying. Yep, so we, uh, yeah, we all just, just say. Yeah, but you know, pe- people just gotta be be smart and be responsible. I mean, I mean, thankfully, I, I mean, thankfully, at, at least we live in the part of the country where you know people are taking it you know rather seriously. But I feel bad for those who live in like the South, like Florida, you know, Georgia, where people are like people have turned it into a culture war. Houston, Texas. Houston, oh my God, John can tell you horror stories probably. Yeah, I know. That's why I saw him comment. I saw him comment, and I just had to go in. Yeah, I, I saw his comment, and and no, John, I would not go to the theater to see Suicide Squad two on the big screen. <laughs> I mean, how would anybody do that? I know. I mean, I'm, I mean, not even if it features a pop lock and supervillain again. What's going on, Kyle? Kyle, is it still Moose Appreciation Day? Moose, that's right. Yo. Oh my God! <laughs> Shout out to UWO. They had me. With that. <laughs> yeah, it was like for those who haven't caught uh, UWO's last episode uh, this past Sunday, it was Moose Appreciation Night. Uh, the Moose, the current TNA World Heavyweight Champion, I mean, he literally just found the belt. It's actually defunct. It doesn't count. But you know what? Moose is making it matter. Okay. It, 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 it's it's and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm, a- uh, I'm okay with it, but um, <laughs> ready to say I got I got a couple of things I actually want to share with you for okay a little for quite some time now. So you know I'm pretty much a damn collector. This has been getting a bam. I don't know if you can see it, but my CGC. This is my Clayton Crane autograph. Okay. I don't know if you can see. Can you really see? No. Um, I see my reflection more more so than yeah. the. Um, but I see it's X Force. Yes, yeah, it's X Force number one that he did the cover to, and mm-hmm. right here is where you can get the uh is where you can see the signature. Mm-hmm. I posted it on my social media a couple weeks ago when I got it, but I was praying I was praying that I was gonna get his Infinity signature. Where it's like he does his signature of it in all the colors of the Infinity Stone. Yeah. Looks amazing. You got to look it up. Okay. Um, but I guess just to match the color scheme, because this is a very um, this is not, this X Force is probably is part of uh, Marvel Max's. Yeah. It's part of the uh, Marvel Max line, so they're much more bloodier, much more darker. So, as a matter of fact, this 
so much blood, so he signed it in red. Nice. Not mad, mm-hmm. but, you know, clean green is an awesome cover. I had to get it graded. And Sweet. I might as well show this one to you because it's about to go out. All right. Infinity Gauntlet number one. Okay. Very nice. Let's see better. Here you go. Yep. Infinity Gauntlet number one. Signed by George Perez, the artist. Ah. And I'm about to send it out to another dealer where Jim Starlin had an uh having a private signature. Mm-hmm. Okay. So getting. Getting that signed by both the artist and the writer. Sweet. And the writer who created Thanos. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's... Right. Oh, and yeah, maybe you can see it a little better. Um, I don't see the signature, but I do see the yeah, cover a bit like better. very little. It's like right here. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you the picture, but... Okay. Yeah. And my absolute carnage is being... It's scheduled for grading right now, being signed by... Both the writer and the artist, Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. Cool. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Mm. Um, have you been watching any of the versus battles? Nah, I haven't seen any of them yet. Like, are, are, are they are they just on, like, Instagram or social media? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, follow versus, B-E-R-S-C-U-Z, mm. versus TV on Instagram. Last night was Jadakiss versus Fabulous. Oh, wow. Taking it back to the early 2000s, I see. Man, I wanted to break out the Tims, some 2015 size Victor Moyle jeans, one of my throwbacks, one of my throwback jerseys, and a do-rag. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, over, over, oversized uh, apparel was the thing back then. It was. It was. I still say throwback jerseys were the best. Uh, were the best hip hop trend ever. Yeah, they look nice though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But wow. They yeah. brought back. They brought. They brought some hits. They brought some hits. It's like like Jada Kiss actually was prepared. But they, the way they do it, everybody kind of does it differently. Mm. Like Jada Kiss and Fab, where they were actually in the same room. Yeah. So they and they had their own each of them had their own DJs and they just went back to back and they like performed their hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where another one that was a really good one a really good one was uh, Nelly versus Ludacris. Mm. Ludacris actually won that one. Oh, nice. They did it from their own separate homes and Nelly kept having like Wi-Fi trouble. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Jill Scott versus Erica Badu was really good. Uh, on Juneteenth, they had um, John Legend versus Alicia Keys. Interesting. Yeah, that one. I, that one I missed. They had a dance hall one with uh, Bounty Killer versus Beanie Man. Mm-hmm. And those are a lot of fun. Those pretty much break the internet every time it comes on. Okay. And how often do, they, do these battles come on? They they just sporadically they just say. They'll just announce it like, hey, on this day, we're going to have so-and-so versus so-and-so. Mm. I see. Okay, that's what's up. Hmm. Yeah, I, but the, Luda versus Nelly was the only one I watched, like, from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was another one that made me want to break out the throwback jerseys and the, you know, the baggy jeans. 
and watch BET Uncut because both of them had step landmark videos on BET Uncut. Yep, they sure did. Tip drill anybody? I know. Oh, good times. Good times. Oh, what's up? What's up, Chris Stewart in the chat? His name is your main man, Stuber. Shout out to Pop Stewart. I had a great time with them these past few weeks. Mm. Oh yeah, the the Black Cinema Tournament. If y'all have, if y'all missed that, check that out. Even yes. and shout out to Mr. Black from Jabba Tears Podcast. Today is his birthday. Yeah, say happy birthday. And, you know, bright, you know, brought great energy. So since you know Marvel has been, well, since comic books have been like very slow as of late, mm-hmm. I've been ordering a blast from the past. Okay. The Onslaught series from the 90s. Oh, that's prime time. That was, yeah, uh, st- still hold up mm-hmm. and still fun to read. Okay. Yeah, that's a, so, yeah. that was a prime time comics event back then. And oh my goodness, what's really getting me, what really makes it fun for me, the ads. Oh, man. <laughs> Yo, you know, it's it's funny that you mention that because like when I when I pick up an old comic and I see like those old ads, like it instantly shoop takes me back to like elementary school or middle school or high school. And I'm like, and you just sit back and smile, don't you? Yeah, it was like it was like man, back then I got hyped for this. <laughs> well, first of all, in the, the first Independence Day movie still holds up. You know what? I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. I mean, before I was. I was a little uptight about it, and then um, I watched it again uh, a couple years back. I'm like, you know what? This is, this is still pretty fun, actually. I heard the yeah, se- I heard the sequel was trash, though. But I didn't even bother seeing it. That's yeah. don't exist. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Captain Stephen Hill is still alive. True. Yep. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. And what the hell is that smell? I don't know why that scene was so. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, like that was an ad. Um, the Die Hard video game. Oh, was it uh, was it Die Hard trilogy for the PlayStation? Yes. Oh my God, I remember like, that. Because when PlayStation first came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, a movie with Michael J. Fox called The Frighteners, I believe. Yeah, that that sounds familiar, uh, but I know I haven't seen it. Remember eating combos? Dude, man, combos yes. was one of my favorite snacks as a kid. <laughs> yes, those ads were in there, and I I literally just look back and just laugh. Do they even still make combos? I think so. Yeah, I know, I know I've seen them in, like, in like a supermarket, um, or even even a Target, I believe, sort of like in their snack section. But yeah. Uh, and I and I just laughed. Marvel mm. interviewing Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld. I'm like, didn't he already leave the image right now? <laughs> mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh man, y- oh, young young versions of them, by the way. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> man. I mean, you had to order comics by like sending a check or money order through the mail. Yup. 
or are those they... ads were in there too. Mm -hmm. A self-addressed stamped envelope. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Yeah. Good times. And then speaking of nostalgia, I downloaded this game. Is actually pretty old. It came out. It came out last April. Mm -hmm. It's called. It was a fighting game called Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Okay. Developed by uh, Enway State, um, Enway Studios, mm -hmm. and it's actually a pretty decent. It's a very decent fighting game. Hmm. Okay. Like there's a story. There's a story mode. Um, yeah, the the um damn the list. Okay, the story mode is a little too long for me to um. <laughs> To explain it, plus I haven't watched Power Rangers in like 25 years or so, maybe longer. Yeah, same. Yeah, since elementary school, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we doing their voices are Jason David Frank, Austin St. John, David J. Field, and Kerrigan. What is his name? I'm sorry, what's... Uh... Kerrigan Mayhem are reprising their roles as uh, Jason, Tommy, Zordon, and um, Goldar. Hmm. Wow. I can I can just hear the theme the old theme song in my head right now. Not in the game, but it, oh. the the music does make you think about it. Rita Repulsa is in the game, but not the lady who did their did her voice. Mm hmm. Okay. But she does do a good job. Oh. Like you really, you would have thought it was the original woman playing playing her voice. Mm. Um, I know Lord Zed's a character, uh, Kimberly, uh, Lord yeah, Lord Zed, Kimberly, Trini, mm. rest in peace. Yeah. Hi, rest in peace, original Yellow Ranger. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What I learned, how, which I learned by listening to Pop Stew, by the way. Did oh. you know that she was in uh, Crow City of Angels? Really. And she was evil. Huh. Did not know Like, she that. kills a kid or something. Something like that. Oh, well. Well, I guess she had, she had range back then. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> like, I kind of want to watch The Crow and The Crow City of Angels. Hmm. And I heard there was a third one, but I'm like, I don't even want to go that far deep into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not good. Odds are it probably isn't. Yeah. But... That's actually a lot of fun to play, and it's only like, and it's only a twenty dollar download. Hmm, that's yeah, not bad. Yeah, digital format. Yeah, I think it's only a digital format, but for twenty bucks, hmm. worth it. Hey, why not? Hey, especially if you're a fan of Power Rangers and you want that nostalgia kick for a bit. Yeah, even if you're not a fan of Power Rangers anymore, but yet, like I said, the nostalgia kick. It actually, it like it combines like a lot of the different. Um, Power Rangers are like all the different ranges into like one game. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But mostly focus on like the older ones that, you know, our generation would remember. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And how about that PS5 reveal? <sighs> Yo, man. Um, yeah, I'm mighty impressed by it. Uh, but I'm trying to temper my expectations. I don't want to fall into the hype train, but I am impressed by what I've seen so far. I, I like the design of it, I like the design of the console, even though I've seen many memes about the design. Hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, okay, design-wise, 
both companies have failed. No, I thought I thought it was just fine. The PS5 design. The modem and a mini fridge. Well, the, I mean the Xbox. I mean it's a literal box, but <laughs> but you know what? I I actually I, I actually dig both designs of both consoles. I like I like the the sim the simplicity the minimalism of of them. I know that the PS5 kind of looks like a modem. It kind of looks like a futuristic building or futuristic toaster, whatever whatever you, whatever you call it. Oh yeah, the memes are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do I do like the designs and I do like the controller, the DualShock Five. That controller is sexy as fuck. I don't give a damn what you say. I don't give a damn if the whole taps are like, well, the white part is on top of the black part. You gotta use your mind, my brother. Go ahead, take it out and finish it up, Oswald. It's a conspiracy. C O N. Conspiracy. But um, I'm like just like you. I'm actually gonna get it at launch because I've had every PlayStation. Yeah. Since the beginning, mm-hmm. might as well keep going. And I've been a place. I've been a PlayStation fan for the past twenty what. Six years, twenty five, twenty six years. Yeah, just about. Yeah, almost the same here. Like I've been, I've been with the PlayStation since the PS two, and since the PS two is backwards compatible, technically I've been with the PS one uh, since then as well. And uh, like for me, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off for a year. I usually, I, I usually hold off a year for consoles so I can see like what the lineup is, like after a year after launch, and then see what the future lineup is. And also, I have to save. I would have to save save up for a new 4K TV to get the full capabilities of the console, which is the only thing that kind of gives me pause. But you know, you got to keep up with the tech, current tech. You know. Say that one more time. Somebody timestamp this. I know. Like I said, with with games, like you you do have to keep up with the current tech. But 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 that being said. I still love my 1080p Samsung. I've had this since April of 2012. It's been with me through thick and thin. It's gonna be with me for the next, well, for the next few years until it craps out. When it craps out, then I'll put it on the curb. But before then, it's gonna, it's gonna stay with me. Okay. 1080p forever, Blu-ray forever. There you go. And people say. You know, ten years from now, people are gonna be like, "Wow, man, that's the, you have a vintage TV," and I'm gonna feel like an old, old as dirt when I tell the kids, "Look, back in my back in my day before y'all was born, we had 1080p and we loved it." We had box TV. Listen, I say it like that where about, about box TV. Oh my God, we was talking to her niece the other day. I was just like, "You know what a VHS is? You know what? And then I took it too far. Do you know what a Betamax is?" She's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah, Betamax. Yeah, I, I can understand the kids not not knowing what that is. Yeah, not not this not this era, but yeah. I, mean, I decided to take it that far. We were like, you know what a regular DVD is? Mm. Do you know what VCR is? Yeah, like even even if you ask kids nowadays, like what MySpace is, they'll be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice beef was a long time ago, but yeah. damn it, you already know how I feel about this game. Hmm. It has 
sentimental value to me. I'm like, I love this game so much, but God damn it, that Spider-Man, Miles Morales, shut up and take my money. I mean, like, like if, if Spider-Man 2018 was any indication, this is an automatic purchase, man. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, like the Miles, like to play as Miles Morales. I mean, it's, it, it, it's going to be like the Spider-Man into the Spider Verse of Spider-Man games in terms of quality. Like that's going to be. And it's actually it's going to pick up. I think a year, right where the last game. Yep. Uh, picked up. You're playing as Miles throughout the whole entire game, but it still continues Peter's story. Yeah. And I wonder if they're gonna introduce uh, Harry Osborn uh, as the as the Venom. Yeah, well, that's probably what will happen because I was um, I was bored one day at work. It was some downtime, and I just decided I needed to kill some time, so I just decided to watch Xavier Woods play through Spider Man twenty eighteen when it came out. Mm. And I'm just sitting there. Fighting the urge to want to beat that game for a fourth time. <laughs> I, I'm I, catching up to your Witcher three record. Oh really? <laughs> what's what's your Witcher three record? Sidebar. Oh, Witcher three. Witcher three. I've beaten that game. No, I beat that game twice actually. Beat it. Yeah, okay. you, you already beat me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, they're saying like it's its own. Like, yeah, it's Spider-Man, but it's its own universe. Mm-hmm. Like, even though, like, they do doing, like, Marvel's going to do a whole game reverse, but it's going to be, like, its own story. So, yeah. even though, yeah, Harry, Harry Osborn isn't supposed to be Venom, in this particular story, he is, which is going to be very, which I'm actually intrigued. Yeah. To see how they do it, especially because they did such a good job in that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really liked how they approached those characters and with a slightly different take. Yeah. And you know me, I love that game. I love that game so much. <laughs> you do, man. Yeah, like, you know, like I've all all I have to do is finish the third and final DLC, and I'll be I'll be all caught up uh, with Spider Man. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? Why don't you do it? I I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I mean, it's it's. The, DLCs are great, I mean, as you know, but, like, other games have kind of caught my attention at the time, and, uh, oh, but I'll, I'll finish it eventually, though. Yeah, it's, it's within, within reach. Okay. And can we say, like, Grand Theft Auto V is literally, like, how much more can they add to that game? Yeah, yeah, I know that they've added a lot to Grand Theft Auto Online, but GTA V is, like, it's like I dare say it's one of those perfect games. Like you can't really add to it and make it better than it already is. Yeah, it's st- and it still holds up. This game is like ten. Like I saw a meme that just said, in the span of ten years, we had Grand Theft Auto Three, mm-hmm. Vice City, yep, and San Andreas. Yeah. Within that ten-year block. Mm-hmm. This next ten year, it's literally just been Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, like for the for the past uh, three different systems. <laughs> yup. Yeah, for the past seven years since twenty thirteen. And like before that, like you also you also have Grand Theft Auto four in 08 for the PS uh three and Xbox three sixty. Um but that lasted a good while. It was um let me see. 
2013, like about five years. Cause there were like two DLCs for that. Um, but GTA Five was like definitive. They like perfected the formula. Yeah, so now I'm just like, if they ever decide to do six, I'm like, that's a lot to live up to. Oh man, that's a that's a tall tall order. And you gotta wonder like, where are they gonna set the game? Are they gonna like revisit like like Vice City? Are they gonna revisit Liberty City? Uh, they should take it in a whole new environment, if you ask me. But somebody said Japan. Oh. Mm, that sounds like a good idea on paper, but I think yep, the Yakuza series got that covered. Pretty um, much, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say like maybe like take place in you could, you, could, you could like take it back to London, like like in GTA Two when it was like the top yeah. down game, or like uh, maybe take place have it take place in like DC, DC Maryland Baltimore area. That'd be an interesting setting. Yeah, the DMV area. Yep. But. I will say this. Have you ever seen anything more beautiful? Well, you probably have, but Jesus Christ. The sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. (sighs) Forbidden West? Oh, my God. I mean... I mean, between... I mean, you you already know Horizon Zero Dawn is like my 2017 game of the year. And it's... One of the most gorgeous, yeah, one of the most gorgeous looking games on, on the PS4, and 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 Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, like you you, like you already know how gorgeous the the original game is. You can just imagine what the visual fidelity is going to be like for for Forbidden West. And all I gotta uh, say is three words: delicious. I'm through. <laughs> I mean. And then, shout out to Kyle. He called me like the Saturday after. I remember I was going into Lowe's. Yeah. He wanted to place a bet. This is actually a funny thing. I probably did tell you this story, but this was a, this was a, I got a good laugh at this. Mm-hmm. So he goes, yo, I got a next bet. Because he, he's there. UWO, they're on a revenge tip right now with us. <laughs> well, more so with you than... <laughs> you stay with your codex brother, sir. Hey, I ain't, I ain't doing a wicked nightmare, but go on. So they said, he's like, I propose a bet. Okay. Horizon Forbidden West. The first one, the first person to beat it. Mm-hmm. And complete it 80% or higher. A tall order. Okay. Wins the bet. Okay. I said, first of all, I rage quit Horizon Zero Dawn. You gotta get back on that game, man. <laughs> you really do. And I'm like, so then I said, why don't you try and make that bet? Why don't you try and make that bet with Vicar? Fuck no. <laughs> I mean, finish that game in a week. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it didn't take me a week. It took me, I'll say it took me three weeks to beat, about three weeks, close to a month to beat Horizon Zero Dawn, I would say. And I probably got like maybe close to 50%, if that. And then there was DLCs, because there's a, there's a uh, what do you call it, um, a complete edition that's out. Yeah. 
Yeah, it had the the Frozen Wilds, which I still haven't played yet. Yeah. I can do it. I can't do it. Trust me, man. You, you gotta get back on that on that horse, man. It's like it's like it's like the Zelda experience for for Sony users. So just imagine, like, if Horizon Forbidden West looks like that, mm. if Spider Man looks like looks the way it is. Mm. First of all, I was watching it while I was walking on on my way home from work. Mm. If you ever. Wanted to hear a grown man scream <laughs> and high soprano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the moment. Hey, I don't, I don't. Hey, man. Well, it's totally valid, man. I mean. Okay. I mean, but of course, but of course, you're gonna have some crumb bums out there, John. You who's gonna be like. Oh, you know, Spider-Man, it wasn't all that, you know, it, the game wasn't as all that it was cracked up to be, you know, downer, downer, downer. That game was magnificent. I, <laughs> I'm looking at it, and I have to force myself to turn away. Because <laughs> I'm, <laughs> more times, then I find out that you can actually see the, um, okay, remember I showed you the Ghostbusters firehouse? Hmm. Yeah. You can find the diner from Seinfeld in that game. Oh, really? Did not know that. Huh. The Man, the Easter eggs in that game are something else, man. Endless! Man. Endless. Okay. Man, I, mean... I may have to do it just to, like, play it, find it, <laughs> and just show, take a picture and show it to you. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to see that because that that that's intriguing. <laughs> just imagine like the sequ- with the way those games look. Just imagine like the sequels that we have dedicated full shows mm-hmm. to review. Yeah. Oh man. Death Strand, just a Death Stranded sequel. Yo, that's like that's basically reality. <laughs> another Detroit Become Human or another game like that? That would be impressive. A new Uncharted. Man, a new Uncharted with in the in the PS5 era. With Cat with Cassandra with Cassandra Drake taking over. Ooh. Oh, and that. Old Man Sam. Oh Old Man Drake as well? Oh man, Nathan Drake. I think he'll be yeah, yeah. Because remember, he's done. He's supposed yeah. to be written off. He's okay. Off to the sunset. Yeah. But Sam's still not. That's gonna be interesting, cause cause uh, cause if if, you, if it takes place with a older version, it'll, it'll take place like years in the future. So you can do. There's some possibilities there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another. Uh, Another Batman, oh my god, another Tekken, a new God of War? Oh. Which I heard is not, which is in the works. Hey man, God of War was, man, God of War 2018. Game of the year. Yeah, that was my favorite game of the year. And it was... Fire, was... hair, fire, eyelash above yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get, I'll take it, I'll take it, because I love both games too, and it's just, not just... Like just just imagine like I'm getting it at I'm gonna get it at launch somehow some way. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm 
like I'm gonna have to like like seriously budget. Like I'll have to like I said invest in a one of them 4K TVs and you know go from there. But Devil May Cry Six. I'm sorry, I've just looked at Devil <laughs> May Cry Five. You know, it's just like yeah, you know, I still I still haven't I still haven't fi- I've finished any of the sequels. Like I, I finished the first game like many years ago on the PS2, but I haven't uh, finished three or played four. I have the HD collection and Devil May Cry 5. Okay. They were both cheap. Uh, 5 was like dirt cheap at Walmart on Black Friday. Hmm. Yep. I think I got it for like 12 bucks. Oh, that's a, that's a, like that's like a felony right there. <laughs> Never mind a steal. Right, exactly. <laughs> so just... And honestly, haven't even touched it. Hmm. Hey, man. Yeah, there, there's a... There's plenty of plenty of games out there, even on the PS4, like with the PlayStation Plus, like between the free games every month and uh, the cheap discounts, the sales have been going on for, like for the past couple months. Man, I, I've had my I've had my hands full with some games. Yeah. yeah. And buying that <laughs> buying that external hard drive was a lifesaver. Yes. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like I'm just saving stuff just because. Yeah. I have two external drives. <laughs> yeah, one right. for, one for the discs and one for the downloads. <laughs> but Just because and I am not mad. I God, I, that thing was a lifesaver, especially with all the Call of Duty um, da, uh, updates. Mm-hmm. Worth it. Yeah. Totally, totally worth it. But there is one game that I know that you've been playing. And I know you started Control, so I think you done beat it already. And this game has actually been deep. Rated 10 out of 10 by IGN. Yep. Deemed a masterpiece. It has. The Last of Us Part 2. Take it away, Ben. Yeah, man. Uh, Yep, The Last of Us Part 2. After seven years... Uh, seven years of anticipation, you know, since 2013's masterpiece, The Last of Us, for the PS3. Uh, that was my game of the year of 2013. Um, Last of Us Part Two finally came out uh, uh, last Friday, and wow. um, and it's uh, it takes it's, it's a long long anticipated sequel. It's gotten 10 out of 10 reviews um, by by major publications. Um, this sequel uh, takes place four years after the events of The Last of Us, and you play as Ellie, who's 19 years old, and uh, she goes on a revenge quest. And hey, what's up, Brian? Welcome. And um, this in this game, The Last of Us Part Two, um, you do play you do you you do, you do play as not only as Ellie, but you do play as another character, a char- oh. a character named Abby. Who has her own reasons for for revenge, and I'm go, I'm, I'm not going to get in, get too deep in the wood deep in the weeds about spoilers uh, for those who haven't finished the first game or played this one, but I can tell you that on this on this very show, I was absolutely ecstatic and I dare say hyped. I was hyped for The Last of Us Part Two, you know. With every delay, I was like, man, like. It, it was testing my patience. I was, I was, I was just so. It, it was, it was like, it was like that pent up, pent up energy 
that built up for seven years, and then the game yeah. came out, and it's like pop goes the wheels. Roll it, roll it, roll it. <laughs> Woo! Popping your hair <laughs> Got myself hot telling that story, but uh, but uh, but the game finally came out. Um, I beat it in three days. Jesus Christ, man. Yep. So I I I played the whole game like it was my job. So uh, so the game came out on Friday. It was uh what was the date? What was the street date? It was yeah the nineteenth. It was Friday, June nineteenth, and June I 10th. yep Juneteenth, uh yep Juneteenth forever. Uh make make it a federal holiday, and um uh I down I actually bought the the digital copy off the PlayStation Store, and so when 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 midnight struck, I had it downloaded. It in the morning, I I, I started. In, in the in the morning, uh, I started playing it as soon as the download was finished and installed. I played it for three days straight. I played it in like seven to eight hour shifts. Um, so from from Friday I played it and then I beat it on Monday morning. The following Monday I beat it. So after playing through twenty to twenty five hours of The Last of Us Part Two, is it is it better than the first game? I'm here to tell you, no, it isn't. It is not better than The Last of Us Part 1. Is it a masterpiece? No, it isn't. The Last of Us Part 2 is not a masterpiece. It is not a 10 out of 10 experience. It is not a 10 out of 10 story. Is it a bad game? By by no means, it, it is not. Like it, it plays just like the first game with with some with some uh, with some quality of life tweaks. Like you can actually go prone. You can actually sneak through on your belly. You can crawl uh, 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 against enemies. There are skill trees, skill trees you can unlock, and the game is absolutely gorgeous. Like it pushes the limits of the PlayStation Four. Like my jaw dropped with every single location that I that I've that I've traversed through. Like you travel through like a a post apocalyptic Seattle, Washington. And it looks like it looks like absolutely horrifying and breathtaking at the same time. Yeah, what's up, Carl? Quick question: Did the the first one took place in Texas, right? Uh, no, it took place across America. So it started in Boston, and then it went to Philly, and then it, like took place like somewhere in like the Midwest, and then it ended oh. like in like Wyoming. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um. But but uh. But but where to but where to start? Um. So the game, the the, the reason the reason why the, the Last of Us Part Two isn't a masterpiece is because, okay, like I mentioned earlier, you play as two characters. Um, the second character that you play as is is a woman named Abby, and she and she's going on a revenge mission, and she's going on a revenge mission against the one person who killed her father in the first game, um, and 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 I'm and I will and I'll leave I'll leave it at that. So in the beginning of the game, in in the early parts of the game, you see a beloved character get killed off immediately, and 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 for ten hours straight, you play as Ellie, and you're going, and you're playing as Ellie, and you're going after after Abby, the woman who killed uh, uh, one of the beloved characters from the first game, and so the game takes place across in across three days in Seattle. And the game, as Ellie, it ramp it, it, it ramps up to this to this huge climax, this climactic confrontation between Abby and Ellie. But then, just just when they just just when they clash, boom, 
that's like that's like the natural ending of the story but then the game rewinds all the way back to seattle day one and you play as abby so you play the entire story from her perspective now mind you the game the game takes great pains in making and trying to make you empathize with abby's plight making you understand why she why she went on revenge why she went uh, on a revenge quest against ellie and why and where she's coming from and so the game I, you know what i i will say like i will i kind of respect naughty naughty dog for trying to take a bold step in making you play as a character that is not only a villain but make you play as that character for 10 hours straight makes you play as abby a character that you absolutely hate and loathe but the game tries to make you feel for her and in my view, it doesn't quite succeed because Abby herself is a is an unlikable character. She's a she's a horrible person, and she's a shitty person. In fact, one of the characters on her team calls her a shitty person. There's a whole there's a whole like uh, romantic subplot with between Abby and another character named Owen, who's a complete tool. And there's a and there's another woman on the team named Mel. Now Owen. Now Owen has a relationship with Mel. In fact, like you know, he's basically the the child's father or the baby daddy. Mel's pregnant with his baby, but yet Abby has a thing for Owen, and yet it's it's a weird it's a weird love triangle which I didn't care for. I'm playing through it and I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. And 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 then like then 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 there's one then there's one part in the game where you meet up where as abby you meet up with two characters these 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 siblings uh named yara and lev and they're part of this 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 super religious cult called the seraphites or the scars as they're called now to, to rewind back a little abby's part of this uh of this militia group called the wolves or the washington liberation front and the wolves and the scars have like this ongoing useless war against each other and so Abby meets up with these two children, these brother and sister, which are the Scars. And the character, one of the characters, Lev, is is a is a trans character. He's a is a is a trans boy. And like you actually feel and through you actually feel for the character. You actually you actually care for these siblings. But the game, but because these are siblings and you actually feel for these characters, and because they're against this religious cult that's trying to kill them. The game tries to make you tries to make you feel for Abby because Abby's Abby becomes their protector. But throughout the whole scenario, I'm like, yo, I feel I feel for Lev. I feel for her. I feel for his sister. But I still don't give a shit about Abby. I still want to see her get her comeuppance. I still want to see her dead. And so after you play as Abby, the game goes right back to that climactic confrontation between Ellie and and Abby. And then, and then when that when that's when that uh, storyline resolves itself, just when you think that the game ends, the game takes you to a third part of the game, a, th a third a third part of the story where you feel like okay, all right, so it seems things seem things seem a little peaceful. Okay, it looks like these characters are 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 arriving at their natural conclusions. Okay, okay, it looks like the story's wrapping up here, but just when you think that the story's wrapping up. Wham! You get you you get you, you get a fourth act. So you don't get you don't get three acts. You get you get a fourth act, which is like five hours in and of itself, and then it leads up to an ending, 
it leads up to an ending which 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 is supposed to be about forgiveness and it's supposed to be about the the cycle of violence and how you're supposed to you know close the cycle of violence and how revenge is a dish best best served cold because like if you get revenge dig two graves or you know the game like the ending is supposed to like be a whole criticism or a critique on you know these characters these characters you know look look at look at what they've lost being on this revenge tick you know violence is never the answer and i get i i understand where the what the story is trying to do i understand what the story is trying to accomplish with this theme about hatred about the cycle of violence and how it, and how it doesn't serve anybody but here's the problem the gameplay itself is at odds with the themes of the story because throughout the whole game it's very it's, it's it's pretty difficult to play to play stealthily. The game puts you in puts you several times in scenarios where you have to mow your way through these enemies, and the game tries to make you feel bad by saying by by having the enemies like you know call each other by name. So like if, if somebody gets shot, it's like oh shit, oh shit, Carl. And then like you're supposed to feel bad because oh these aren't these aren't just faceless goons all these characters have names these characters have lives these characters have stories and you're supposed to feel sorry for killing each and every one of them but they're all shitty people a lot of them are reprehensible people and Ellie's no angel herself but you understand her quest and she has to she has to do what's necessary to get to Abby she has to do what's necessary you know to 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 you know complete to complete the, her her quest and throughout the game you're in, you're not only encouraged to kill enemies but the game makes it fun but like in the first game you it, it's fun sneaking up on enemies it's fun upgrading weapons it's fun you know you, you know you know you know mowing down enemies and you know sneaking out sneaking out after the fact but the game so 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 the game's trying to say that violence is not the answer but the game is super violent and the themes really clash with what what, what with what the message is trying to convey and i and i feel like all the and i feel like all these reviews that are saying that oh this game is a masterpiece this game is this game is like an example of how video games is, is an art form video games can mature video games can be just as good as movies well here's the problem i i feel like the Last of Us Part Two, and more specifically Neil Druckmann, who's a director of this game, I respect some of the choices he had, he made with this game, but I, I feel like The Last of Us Part Two is an example of how deeply insecure the video game industry is, and how deeply insecure some of the fans are when it comes to video games. Because for years you've had critics who say that oh, video games are not art, video games aren't a real art form. And then you have you have like the you have developers like Naughty Dog going out of their way to try to make their games more cinematic, more you know more movie like. But at the end of the day, it's like there's not there's not going to be a game that's going to be on the level of, of a Citizen Kane. There's not going to be a level that's going to be on, on the level of a Do the Right Thing, or on the level of Casablanca or The Godfather. You know why? Because video games don't need to be on those on the level of those games. Video games should establish its own its, its own standards of greatness. Video games don't have to emulate cinema or television shows to be to be to say, "Hey, look, we're a mature art form. We're just as good as film and movies. We're, we're, we have serious stories just as just like movies. We're 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 big boys now. We're we're big girls now. We can sit at the big kids table." No. Like 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 drop the insecurity act video game industry. 
be establish your own greatness. Don't you don't have to be a godfather. You don't have to be a Citizen Kane. Just just be yourselves. Just be an Uncharted. Just be a Final Fantasy. Just be a Red Dead Redemption. Just be a Spider-Man at 2018. Just be a God of War. You know? So all this talk about video games trying to be more cinematic and try to be more film-like, to, 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 to try to be more mature. It, 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 it's like it's like it's like they're trying way too hard. And and, and all of that is really exemplified by The Last of Us Part Two. And and and, and I'll and I'll wrap up in a minute here, but I I, I gotta say, like 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 the last of us part two i i think i think i i respect i respect the attempts it tried to go with his story i respect it as its attempts to in exploring his themes of violence but again it, it doesn't really stick the landing the ending pissed me off to no end um it's not a better game than the first game. The first Last of Us was a was a, was like for me the perfect game. The fir- the Last of Us, like that's that, that's the standard that video games should should aspire to in terms of story and in terms of gameplay. It was perfectly paced. The ending was perfect. Like all the themes made sense with the gameplay and the characters. Like everything clicked. But the Last of Us Part Two, it's just not as good. Um, the, the gameplay wise, it's fine, but. I think I think with I th- I think that it, it it should it should have it should have dialed back it should it should have dialed back some of some of uh some of the choices that it made and it's it, like I said The Last of Us Part Two is not a ten out of ten it's not a masterpiece I will say I will say it is worth playing but I will say wait for a sale wait wait until the game drops in price I don't regret p- paying sixty bucks for it but I will say to those who are still on the fence. Play the first game first. Play the first game first, and then wait wait until The Last of Us Part Two is on sale for like twenty bucks, and then you can buy, it. or even thirty bucks, and then you can play it. But but for sixty bucks, nah. The game was way too long. It did not need to be twenty five hours. It dragged. Um, it felt it, uh, towards the end. It just felt like, it, it felt like, damn man, this is fucking depressing, and I'm pissed off at the ending, and. Yeah, man, it, it it just it just felt it just felt gross at the end, and you know, it it just didn't it just didn't quite stick the landing for me. I don't know if I'm gonna pick up the game and play it again because it really feels like work. Uh, I'll play some other games, like I'm playing Control right now. I just finished Little Nightmares, but and I'll, and I'll review those games uh, later on. But but yeah, Last of Us Part Two. Um, temper your expectations in a big way. Like I was hyped for that game for years, as you know, but I will say this: I am, I am thankful for The Last of Us Part Two for one thing. Between this game and last year's Game of Thrones and The Rise of Skywalker, I I can say that I am immune to hype. I am not gonna be suckered into hype ever again. Like you know, like with the PlayStation Five, like I'm, I'm, in, I'm enthused about it. Like I'm looking forward to what's come, what's gonna, what's gonna come down with that console. But I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, this game is so awesome. Oh, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat off when the game comes out. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm n- none of that shit anymore. I, I am immune to hype. I'm not gonna let, I'm not gonna let audiences and, and like word of mouth sway me. Like, oh my god, Victor, you gotta watch Game of Thrones. Oh, Victor, oh my god, you gotta watch The Boys on Amazon. Oh, Victor, oh my god, you gotta watch this. You gotta play that game. Fuck all that. Fuck hype. Fuck 
hype. If there's anything that I want people to take away from today's episode of the Codex Prime podcast is this. Fuck hype. Hype does hype and hyperbole does nothing. It does nothing for you as a fan. It does nothing for your wallet. It does nothing but but artificially prop up these companies. And what and when they shit the bed, what do we do? We make excuses. Oh well, you know, the Game of Thrones. The ending wasn't so bad if you look at it this way. Oh, well, you know, The Last of Us Part Two. Well, if you look at if you look at the characters in a different light, it kind of works. No, 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 no. Fuck hype. The, the the last the last of hype. No more hype. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be swayed by hyperbole ever again. I'm not gonna be swayed by audience word of mouth ever again. Not on this show. When, when people tell me, oh Victor, you should recommend watch the TV show. No 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 no. Never again. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that on this show ever again. No more hype. And the Last of Us Part Two is the is the nail in the coffin. I, I'm through. I'm through, Carl. I am through. No more hype. No more hype sight unseen. No more pre-order it. No more of that pre-order culture bullshit. None of that. No more hype. And that's all I got to say. Thank you for tuning in to this TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, and, and I apologize for going long, but, you know. So, like, if you was to give it your intent, like, your ten star rating. Get, get, what's it? What's your Meltzer rating? Uh, let me see. Out of if it's Meltzer, they'll be like, would it be like Meltzer, out of five, five stars? Five stars. Um, okay. I would say that The Last of Us in 2013. That's a five star game, no question. Kenny, Kenny no, okay. I was gonna say Kenny Okada was six. Um, uh, well, yeah, Kenny Okada was. In your house, Brad, but the Hell in a Cell. That's a five. That's actually a five star Meltzer rating match. Okay. Oh, nice. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I will say, okay, I will say that the Last of Us part, the Last of Us Part One, that's some, that's like an Okada Omega, that's like a six star. I'll say that. The Last of Us Part Two, I'm gonna give it to balance it out because the game, the gameplay is good, but the story is very questionable, and the themes and how it explores its themes doesn't really stick for me. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. That's a, that seems fair. Yeah. Uh, based off of your rating, that's that seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. So three and a half stars for The Last of Us Part Two. Like I said, if it drops to th- twenty to thirty dollars, then you can you can you can pick it up and play and judge for yourself. But for me, it, it just doesn't quite stick, man. Like the first game, the first game. To, 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 like truth be told, the first game was all anybody needed. The, the Last of Us Part One did not need a sequel. It really did not need a sequel. Don't even finish it. So I I couldn't finish it under some very 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 and I can't stress this enough very stupid <laughs> circumstances. Well, we talked about that before the show, and I'll leave it at that. We did. So, we did. Yeah. We did. We did. We did. That understand. was my TED talk. But... <laughs> and I understand. But but I will I will say Carl like if if you ever if you ever do if you ever are interested in playing The Last of Us Part One I do recommend it, um it because it, it it is it is a really good game the story is excellent, and um, yeah that's all you really need you really don't need the Part Two. I probably still will do it because of the because of the collector in me. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I probably will still end up buying it. 
Yeah. Like I just still I still need to see more. Like that's just your opinion. I still want to hear like others. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and try to balance it. Try to balance that out to what? finally make a decision. Oh yeah, that's fair. Oh. My drift. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying like catch my drift. So. It, you know, if I ever do, because there's still other games that I need to finish, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. That's a uh, long one. Oh, and, and that is the danger. Um, I'm actually doing this. I'm doing the story of Power Rangers, but I, I think that's a quick one. I think I'm on the final act. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm on the final act. I think it's supposed to be three. I think it's three acts, so. Yeah. But I've been actually having fun. But it's a, it's a fighting game, so. Yeah. I enjoy fighting. I enjoy fighting games. I still do my hype fight nights, which is what, which is basically like the majority of the gaming that I have been doing. Shout out to Game Adelphia and um, and the party notes for that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I still yeah Red Dead Redemption Two. Maybe I'll get to the Devil May Cry series. <laughs> Return to um, the Batman Arkham series. Yeah, Arkham series is dope. Yeah, um... I. Back, you know. Oh, but 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 I will I, I will say like going back real quick I, I forgot to mention this uh, the spoilers or the leaks for the Last of Us Part Two um, uh, the the leaks I can confirm that at best they barely scratch the surface and they, and they don't reveal the true ending at all so so, so I was, yeah so that was, that was what I wanted to ask if you had not read the leaks um if would I, that have what was that Oh, go, go ahead. That's it. If you had not have read the leaks, would things... Do you think you would have had a different opinion of the game? You know, uh... No. No, I, I, I probably... It, it would very likely be the same. Like, I'm 99% sure it would likely be the same. Because, yeah. um, like, like I said, like, the, the leaks... The leaks were at best like red herrings. Like like the leaks like what it revealed as like the end quote unquote ending was actually the midpoint of the game. Uh, yeah, that's one reason why I stay away from it. Stay away from leaks. Just mm. to I still love that element of surprise too. Yeah. That's why we still have like two different views in Game of Thrones. Don't get me wrong, like Game of Thrones. The ending sucked, but I still give props to the the series entirely mm. for what it did for pop culture and how like it invested us for all those years. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it was a sucky ending and all that. We you can go back in our archives and listen to us rope stack. Mm. Um, Rise of Skywalker still entertained by the movie, saw its flaws. You read the leaks, I didn't, so you know we still had our different opinions on it. Mm-hmm. You can go back in our archives and listen to that. So yeah. that's one reason. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I try, I'd rather just stay away from leaks, so I can still like get some enjoyment out of it instead of just being spoiled. Right. By anything you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like like it's it's good to have that you know, element of surprise, and and I and I usually don't go out of my way to uh, to read leaks unless like unless like I'm completely or like pretty much uninterested i'm like eh, screw it let's see what what, what has to say um but 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 yeah like but yeah some, but sometimes like with the element of surprise like you roll, you roll the dice sometimes there are shows that are, or movies that are like damn i expected so much 
has so much promise in it, and it kind of like, eh. But you win some, you lose some. But you live. <laughs> live five another day. Mushroom vest, mushroom belt. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, appreciate the review. So I'm actually going to do a lot more research on this and actually probably just say, all right, I'm going to sit down and play this game. Yeah. Yeah, but definitely, um, but yeah, definitely finish the first one. Uh, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was getting at before I actually make the decision to stay. I probably still end up doing it anyways because I am a collector. Like I bought Devil May Cry five five first, and I'm like, I just have to get the first the first ones out on the HD collection. Yeah. So that's just man. I'm like Shemble. I have one and two. I haven't bought three yet. Hmm. I just. Haven't, yeah. but probably eventually I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't played the Shenmue games. I got one and two. If you want to try, I mean, I hear good things about one and two, mm. and it was like on sale on Amazon for like dirt cheap. Nice. So I was like, why not? And then, yeah. I haven't really heard much about part three. Yeah. But people love part one and two, so I'm like, okay. Mm. Oh, sweet. So, uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else. You? Um, yeah, nothing else on my end. Um, I do know that I, ha I have a couple of tournament ideas uh, bubbling up. Um, I did, I did, um, I did mention before that I, I came up with a bracket for the Marvel Cinematic Universe tournament. I, I, I've, I've actually come up with a different version so to make up for more interesting matches. So I'll, I'll, I'll send that to you if I haven't already. Um, All right, I have a good yeah, and I we actually do have uh, a couple of guests lined up too, and then I'll try to get some get a couple of guests in for the MCU to and for some of these uh, tournaments that we have in the future. Cause I actually prefer doing them with guests because it's just so much fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. It yeah. is so much fun. Like Mr. Black came through, but he was just like <laughs> his energy was amazing, though. So I'm hope I hope he's enjoying his birthday, but. Uh, oh, yeah. One, one guess I do have, I meant to tell you this off there, but I might as well tell you now. We have, we're actually going to have Brittany McManus from CGC Comics. She allowed, she uh, she agreed to do the show with us. So um, that's going to be coming sometime in late July. Yep. She'll be getting back to me for a precise date, but she's definitely going to do it. Okay, right on, right on. Um, and then uh, I'm also going to be reaching out to TJ Sterling. Who knows? I might have, like, my party nerds and uh, Game of Delphi crew on, too. So. Hey, you know, with, with Zoom, the possibilities are endless. Endless. They, they do. They yeah. are. They, they are. It, it, that is great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well worth the 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but since this was a video game-inspired episode... I already posted this on our Instagram and our Facebook. So I just actually got to turn on my PlayStation. I'm going to turn on my TV to answer this. Question of the week is, what games have you 100%? What, how many platinum trophies do you have and what games are there? Mm. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, how many platinums do you have, Carl? Um... Let me see. I have. Yeah, I got that. Damn. 
first one is the Batman the Telltale. The second is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Telltale. Alright. That's two. Right, zero dawn. I only got 10% of that game. <laughs> <laughs> At least second seven is 80%. The Game of Thrones Telltale, so that's number three. Mm. Oh, no, that's it, three. Three? Okay. Nice. Um, I think I have four. Um, let me see. Cause I, I, let me see. It was Sly Cooper 1 and 2, uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution, and I can't remember what the fourth one is. Um, I'd, I'd have to log in and look. Yeah, luckily, like, where I'm at, like, I'm at the TV, so I can just throw it on. And I already had it on it. I had it on anyways. So. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's what's up. Yeah, so uh, let us know how many Platinum Trophies you got for all of our uh, Sony users out there. And what games have you 100% completed as well? Damn, I forgot I downloaded Bloodborne when it was free. God, Bloodborne is such a great game. I, I, trust me, I know, I know, you, you <laughs> yeah. do not let me, you remind me every chance you get. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, man, uh, let us know, uh, we haven't received any emails in a long time, Um our resident supervillain, shoot us an email for, for shits and gigs, that'd be, that'd be cool. He's been uh, he was recently on the show, so he's. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So yeah, man, that does that does it. Um. Also, uh, Carl, tell the good people where they can find us. Everywhere. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, you can find us on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast, on Twitch at Codex Prime Podcast as well. Uh, Twitter Codex Prime Cast, Facebook obviously, um, Facebook.com/slash/slash/CodexPrime. Uh, select episode and other content on YouTube, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us a five star review, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and free shipping in the USA. <laughs> yeah, and Spotify. Yes. And Spotify. Thank you. Yeah. Spotify and Google Play and wherever you can find podcasts will probably be there too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I even think about it, and I'm just like, oh, we're there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. So, so yeah, man. That that about wraps it up for this week's episode of the Codex Prime podcast. Uh, tune in next week, uh, same Codex time, same Codex channel. Uh, we'll have more nerd goodness and magic coming at you. Um, uh, remember to avoid hype and hyperbole, and uh, uh, and as always, uh, oh, and also, um, moose. Moose is the greatest of all time. Moose appreciation. Yep. Oh my God, when Kyle was like, when Dave's like, you gotta, he's like, you gotta close the cut, the toilet seat, because if that's the leading cause, that's one of the causes of COVID nineteen. Well, you can tell that's Moose because he's shitting on everybody. <laughs> I out there. Shout outs to UWO for that one. Yes. I was in tears. Moose appreciation. That's right. Your our TNA heavyweight champion of the world. Don't you forget it. Chris. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. But yeah, that about wraps it up, people. So as always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.